Welcome to Radio Clash Revival, Holiday Edition. Happy holiday, listeners. Happy holidays, Jamie. Happy holiday to you, too. Holidays to you, too, Clea. I am on holiday for the holidays. Excellent. I am going to be doing some work during the holidays, but that's because people need food. Less excellent, but excellent work you are doing. Bless you for doing it. Thank you. <laughs> and what's your soundtrack for the holidays going to sound like? Um, it's going to sound like a lot of different things. So I'll play the first song, which is uh, very topical to what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> the song is called Sometimes You Have to Work on Christmas. And it's by... Uh, Washington band and noted one hit wonder Harvey Danger. It's Washington State of the Pacific Northwest. And this song is all about how sometimes you got to work on Christmas. A studio apartment in a dull part of Seattle. A strand of light suspended by a thumbtack in the drywall The restaurants are closed, so are the record shops The banks and bars and bar tell drugs And so's the half-price bookstore But the movies are always open Story movie house where life is not so wonderful For fifteen soggy patrons who have no better place to be Not to mention me I'm working for a holiday wage My family is two time zones away I'm supposed to call them my vodka and snow is melting The alcohol isn't helping Sometimes you have to work on Christmas Sometimes you have to work on Christmas Sometimes you gotta work Changers stand in line like poor relations at some kind of sad reunion And I'm selling the tickets, they come in out of the weather For Christmas alone together Sometimes you have to work on Christmas Sometimes you 
Alright, well, that song has a very long fade out. That classic, like, uh, indie breakdown, drum smash, bunch of noise thing going on. That was uh, Harvey Danger. Sometimes you have to work on Christmas. I'm so sorry you have to work on Christmas, Jamie. <laughs> I don't actually have to work on Christmas Day. Okay. Uh, but I have to work on the 26th and 27th. Eesh. Sorry. Eh. What else was I going to do? It's pandemic Christmas. <laughs> good point. Very good point. Well, Merry Pandemic Christmas to you. You too. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to, so my songs today are all Canadian, bringing the CanCon back to nice. the radio clash as I, as I like to do. I mean, what place is more Christmassy than Canada? Ooh, good question. Maybe Norway? I don't know. Uh, yeah, okay. I, all right. I haven't checked it out yet, so I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you on that. But it's, you know, if I look out my window right now as I'm speaking, I'm seeing snow falling on fir trees, so beautiful happening uh so my first song for you today is a song by jane sibbery classic canadian chanteuse from her 1989 album bound by the beauty the song is called hockey uh it's it's got a christmasy vibe you'll hear it i was considering playing the classic river by Joni mitchell but then my husband was like no everyone knows that be more creative <laughs> Jane's <laughs> got the perfect song for you. And indeed, she has the perfect songs for everyone. She has made her entire back catalog downloadable for absolutely free from wow. her website, janesibbery.com. So if you like this song, it's from the album, again, Bound by the Beauty, which is a great album. All her songs are amazing. Go check it out. Get her songs. Have a great, uh, have improve your pandemic Christmas with some good listening from Jane Sibbery. So here we go. Uh, here is Jane with her song, Hockey.
Sunday afternoon. Uh huh. Someone's dog just took the puck. He buried it. It's in the snowbank. So that was Jane Sibbery with her song, Honky. That was really delightful. I was just kind of like bopping my head to that. And I'm, I'm sorry there were swears there. Um, oh, apologies. I didn't even notice. <laughs> I mean, it's hockey. It's real. It gets real. <laughs> she also, she also um, references um, Maurice the Rocket Richard getting benched. Um, and uh, rioting in the streets. So that actually happened in 1955 in Montreal. He's a Canadians player, and he didn't get he got more than benched. He got suspended for an entire season uh, due to some violence. He inflicted wow. some violence on another, but it was because he was he would always be taunted by other players, and they kind of rile him up. And and so yeah, he got uh, suspended for a season. And Montreal was angry. And when Montreal is angry about hockey. The solution is rioting. So <laughs> that happened, and and that has that has happened in my lifetime. We riot I, when they lose. We riot when they win. It's kind of weird. I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty gentle riot. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of cop cars getting set on fire, etc. Mm. But there's some well, back, that's that, that's some background on that reference for you, dear listeners. Nice. Um, is there any hockey going on right now? Is there no. like, well, two, two part question. Yeah. Is there normally like winter hockey or a holiday time hockey? Like, you know, in America, there's like a football game on Christmas usually. Oh yeah. Like there, so the NHL normally does the winter classic, which is traditionally played outdoors in some giant football stadium. Mm. Uh, so I'm assuming that's not happening. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually don't know what's happening with the NHL season at the moment. Um, they kind of suspended it last year and then went really long. So yeah, I it's going to start again. But I do know that the local rinks here are uh, being flooded and people are allowed to skate on them with caution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, are they mostly outdoors? There's a combo. There's like... Most largish parks in Montreal will have a rink mm-hmm. 
Um, and then there's lots of arenas, indoor arenas, where uh, in, in my local one, you can book time so that there's the, so that it's not too crowded. Oh, cool. So you can go skate inside. I'm not sure if organized sport is currently allowed, though. I actually saw that it was like maybe a concern that the American NHL teams are going to be allowed to play, but the Canadian ones were not, or that they would have to, like the Blue Jays last year had to like, or this year, (laughs) feels like last year, had to relocate to Buffalo. Yeah. That the Canadian hockey teams might also have to do that. Yeah, that sounds sounds probable. (laughs) Yeah. It's basically like, if it's unsafe, you can probably do it here in America. (laughs) We'll bend the rules for you here. Yeah, yeah. For sports, absolutely. Definitely. And what about for music? Any music going on on your end there? Uh, I've got some music that was (laughs) pre-recorded. Excellent. I don't think there's any live music, at least not occurring indoors. No. Um, so, yeah, I have, I'm from Colorado, as everyone knows. And so uh, country western is a big genre mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. in my part of the world. And I feel like people get especially sentimental around this time of year. Yep. So I've got two country western christmas songs for us and uh i'm debating which order to play them in would you like the somewhat sincere one or the very sincere one let's begin with somewhat sincere let's ease into the sincerity (laughs) excellent so um the killers release a special christmas song every year and they're all really fun i really like a lot of them And they usually have like a pretty fun or cute video to accompany them. And my favorite one is one that is actually based on a old country Western song, like from the, uh, well, I think it actually developed as like an old miners song in the late 1900s, early 20th century, or sorry, just said that wrong. Late 19th, early 20th century. There we go. Um, And I think that it was originally written to be about Texas, but because the killers are from Nevada, they have changed the lyrics a little bit Ah. and updated it to be uh, a, I don't know, I think this came out in the early 2000s, an early 2000s version. But just know that it is a longstanding folk song from the southwestern United States. And it is called The Cowboy's Christmas Ball, covered by the killers. Beyond the neutral strip And the prairie dog 
Killers with the Cowboys Christmas Ball. And I actually have a few more facts about that song. Bring them on. So, first of all, it was released in 2011 so that all proceeds could go to AIDS charities as part of the Product product Red campaign. Love it. Um, as you know, the UK loves the Killers, and this actually charted on the UK singles chart. <laughs> But wow. also, <laughs> um, it says the lyrics of the song are taken from the 1890 poem of the same name by William Lawrence Chittenden. John Lomax included the lyrics to the song in his book Cowboy Songs, which is copyrighted 1910. And his notes said that uh, this poem has been set to music by cowboys and its phraseology slightly changed by oral transmission. I've heard it in New Mexico hmm. and it's been sent to me from various other places, always as a song. Very interesting. Look at all these facts we're sharing and bits of history here on Radio Class Revival Holiday Edition 2020. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks so much. I'm excited for my next Canadian song. <laughs> well, I'm going super CanCon with this one. Um, lo- loyal listeners to the show will know that we love the McGarrigals and Wainwrights. Yes. And uh, I have here for you a song by Kate and Anna McGarrigal, a Christmas traditional um, called Il est né, which means he is born. You can guess who he is. Uh, <laughs> Rufus Wainwright, I assume. <laughs> exactly. It's a song about Rufus. <laughs> Um, From their 2010 album, uh, The McGarrigal Christmas Hour, and this is one of the songs they would sing on their uh, traditional Christmas concerts, which are uh, lovely affairs, and I believe one is taking place on the line this year, so check out uh, the social medias of Rufus and Martha uh, Wainwright slash McGarrigal, Wainwright. Uh, They will give you more info there. And I would like to send this song out to my dear friend, Campbell, uh, who is part of the 
extended McGarrigal Wainwright family, and I met him because of working on these Christmas concerts. And I hope he's listening, and I hope his uh, holiday season is as merry as possible. So here for Campbell on Radio Clash Revival is Kate and Anna with Il Eni. Chantons tous 
there we go. That was Kate and Anna with Elaine slash Saberge. Um, their beautiful tradi traditional Christmas Quebecois style song. Uh, because nothing it says Christmas like a medley or a tin whistle here on Radio Clash Revival. It's true. That was very beautiful. I'm glad. Very you. traditional sounding. Yes, here with the trad. Yeah. <laughs> the trad hall. The trad hall. Well, I think now we've reached a time of book chat. Another tradition. Yes. Beautiful. One of my favorites. What book did you bring for us today? So I brought a cookbook for you today because for me, nothing says holiday season like cooking giant meals for large amounts of people, which I won't be doing this year. <laughs> um, but hopefully I will be doing it next year or maybe the year after. I mean, hopefully, hopefully next year, definitely the year after, right? Yes. We've all agreed. I really hope next year. Yeah. <laughs> That would be good. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah. And so here's some inspiration for you next year. Um, it is from a book called uh, Monsieur Saint-Gant, um, French-Canadian Recipes, a collection of authentic French-Canadian recipes gathered from every corner of La Belle Province by Mr. Saint-Gant. Uh, it's actually released by um, a, a Canadian brewery, Labatt, uh, who uh, has a beer called 50, the Labatt 50. So if you if you order a fifty here, it's kind of like having a, I don't know, like just a you know a regular easy drinking PBR kind of thing. Okay, it's a it's a decent beer. It's been around a long time, and so this um, this recipe book I think came with a carton of beer in let's say the sixties. Um, it's actually it's bilingual. My dad has the copy. Uh, and he lovingly scanned it for me and sent me the PDF. So Aww. any listeners who would like to have this book, uh, send us a note on Twitter and I will email it to you. I promise it's worthwhile. Um, it, it has some beautiful illustrations and some beautiful recipes. And so what about hosts yeah. who would like to have a copy? <laughs> hosts who would like to have a copy can just say so right now and i will email them uh as we record this i would like to have a copy i'm very excited it is coming your way um okay so here's the recipe it's called la vraie tortière du saguenay real saguenay meat pie and the saguenay region is um an area in the sort of middle north quebec around um uh, a big river or not a big well along the the rivière du saguenay and up to um, a, a big lake, it's it, beautiful. And my grandparents and dad and his brother and sisters lived in that region for a while. So we, while we do not hail from the Saguenay, we have um, Saguenay ties in our hearts. So here we go. Um, the pork pie that is known today as tortière, meat pie, is very different from la vieille tortière that is still the pride and joy of the Saguenay hostess. This pie is basically a game pie and owes its name to the stock dove, Tourtre, a bird resembling the partridge and which has become extinct. At one time, the stock dove, a ravenous bird, was very plentiful but ruined the crops. The farmer, by killing them, had both the pleasure of saving his crops and obtaining game to prepare an excellent dish. <laughs> As stock doves no longer exist, other game can, game can be used to make la vraie tourtière. 
A large roast pan or cast iron pot with well-fitting lid is an absolute necessity for preparing this dish. The following ingredients should be prepared the day before. Three quarts of diced raw potatoes, two large shredded onions, salt and pepper to taste. Then cut into pieces three or four pounds of meat, either a mixture of deer, beef and pork, moose and pork or partridge, chicken and veal. Without cooking, combine the meat and potato mixture and place in refrigerator overnight. The next day, coat the bottom and sides of your pot with fairly thick pie paste. And by pie paste, he means pie crust. Uh, it's, it's translated. Um, add the meat and potato filling into water, or and water, sorry, to cover. Salt and pepper and cover with upper crust of pie paste that has been slit in the center. Cover and cook at a 325 degree, that's Fahrenheit, oven for three hours. Remove cover one quarter hour before end of cooking time to brown top crust. It is amazing. It is delicious. You will not regret cooking this. This is this is me talking. I'm no longer reading. <laughs> um, it's it's really it's one of my favorite meals. And if I had to choose between this and a turkey for Christmas, I will choose this hands down every time. But often we'd actually make this for New Year's, so uh, it's great. And you don't have to use moose if you don't have any moose on hand. That's fine. Traditionally, my family uses beef, pork, and chicken. So. Do what you want. Mm. I've also made a vegetarian version that turned out great. What so. did you substitute for the veggie version? Uh, I think the veggie version contained uh, definitely potatoes. I think mm -hmm. probably some legumes, I would guess lentils. It's a few years ago that I, I made this and I okay. mostly made it up. And I think some like cubed maybe seitan or, and um, tempeh. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. I have a... Uh, a friend, my friend Anne, who you've met one yes. time, um, her little sister is stuck in the United States for Christmas oh. and because she works down here and has been frantically looking for any kind of meat pie or uh, Anne was telling me this yesterday and she said the word totier and i was like i don't know what that is so thanks for uh she was like why can't she find any totiers in in america and i was like because that's not a real thing so <laughs> thank you for clearing that up for me happy to help happy to help <laughs> and what book have you brought us today for our holiday cheer well i brought us a book that's not very cheery oh, no. <laughs> um but it is one of my favorite Christmas books. The other, my favorite Christmas book, which I read every year on Christmas Eve, is A Christmas Carol by Charles oh, Dickens. Charming. Um, which I think we're all pretty familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. But I do still love it and uh, still love the Mickey's Christmas Carol version as well. <laughs> um, but the book I actually want to recommend is a book by a uh, author who is from Greeley, Colorado. Her name is Connie Willis, mm -hmm. and she won both the Hugo and the Nebula Award for this book, which is called Doomsday Book. Ooh. And it is a very light science fiction veneer in order to get our main character to travel back in time <laughs> from, I think, 2048 or maybe 2050 to uh, medieval England and her original assignment was to have her land there in 1325, but something went wrong with the time machine and she winds up there in 1347, AKA the year of the black death. I am seeing why you're liking this book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I first read this book when I was in high school because 
my mom was concerned that I was reading too much trashy science fiction and fantasy. <laughs> and so she asked someone at, I think, the Tattered Cover, um, which is sort of a famous independent bookstore here that has recently come into a lot of controversy. Mm. But back then, it was owned by its original owners and was still a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, and she said, you know, I have this terrible problem. My daughter loves too much trashy sci-fi and fantasy. And they were like, here's more highbrow award-winning sci-fi and fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it, it takes place at Christmas time. And so... It's a pretty long book. The first 350 pages are basically about people in medieval England getting ready for Christmas wow. and like the food that they're cooking for Christmas and, you know, like their fans, friends and family arriving. And yeah, mm -hmm. it is a delightful book until about page 350, at which point it takes a turn. <laughs> <laughs> I see where this is going. Yeah. When the main character finally puts together that her time machine sent her to the wrong year. Um. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And after that, it gets uh, a little less uplifting and Christmasly joyful, but is maybe a great book for 2020. Sounds ideal, really. Yep. So that's Doomsday Book by Connie Willis, one of my all-time favorite books. I've given away so many copies of that book. <laughs> Probably given it for Christmas like 10 or 11 times. I love it. <laughs> Excellent move. Yeah. Well, quality book chat there. Yeah, I think so. I'm really excited about this recipe book. <laughs> it's on its way. Yay. And pivoting now back to the musics, where, mm -hmm. where are you taking us next? Is it my turn next? I think it is your turn. Next. Oh, yeah, I think it you is my turn. Isn't it? Book chat accidentally. Yes. Well, I'm going to take us to uh, Southern Colorado slash Northern New Mexico. Mm -hmm with a classic uh, country song. It's not specifically about Christmas, but um, it has a sentimental meaning to me about Christmas. So the song is by Towns Van Zandt, um, who, if you've never heard of him, he is like one of the foundational uh, country song writers. I would like, like to confirm that I have heard of him. Okay, good, great. <laughs> Uh, he had a very tragic personal life, but his influence was huge on uh, people from like Bob Dylan to yeah. Willie Nelson, etc. Um, so he has this song called Snowing on Raton, which is about a past that is the border on the highway between Colorado and New Mexico. And my family is from Arizona, but I grew up in Colorado. So we used to drive down to Arizona every winter Aww. for Christmas Aww. over this past. And my grandparents who lived in Arizona, in very Southern Arizona, almost on the Mexico border, would always warn us about the past. Like they'd be <laughs> like, if it's snowing, don't go over Raton Pass. <laughs> and um, yeah, so my dad was driving up recently and we were making that joke back and forth to each other. It's just a, a classic Anderson family memory. Nice. So this is Towns Van Zant. The song is called Snowin' on Raton. Well, when the wind Don't blow in Amarillo 
And the moon along the gun The sun don't rise Shall I cast my dreams Upon your love, babe And lie beneath the laughter Of your eyes There's no one on return Come morning I'll be through them hills and gone Our mother thinks the road is long and lonely Little brother thinks the road is straight and fine Her little darling thinks the road is soft and lovely I'm thankful that old Rose a friend of mine The snow and on return Come morning I'll be through them hills and gone I'll bid the years goodbye You cannot steal them Well you cannot turn the circles of the sun Well you cannot count the miles until you feel them You cannot hold a lover that is gone Snowing on return Come morning I'll be through them hills and gone Tomorrow the mountains will be sleeping Silent neath a blanket green and blue All oh, that I shall hear the silence they are keeping I'll bring all their promises to you The snow and all Come morning, I'll be through them hills and gone. There's snow and on return. Come morning, I'll be through them hills and gone. Come morning, I'll be through them hills and gone. Some beautiful country feels for this holiday edition of Radio Clash Revival. Yeah. And uh, I just want to note, I went through like five John Denver songs before I decided <laughs> to play that one. So, <laughs> which was Towns Van Zant, Snow and Unretone. Love it. I had many country Christmas options. <laughs> 
You can always count on the country music artists to really bring it for Christmas. Yes, exactly. There's also one by Nitty Gritty Dirt Band just called Colorado Christmas. Oh, so Maybe we need to do a second. Uh, well, we can do a second edition of Radio Clash Revival Holiday Edition next year. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully we'll be feeling a bit more festive then. Yes. Well, to, to continue the festivities, uh, and I'm going to kind of turn up the mood a little bit, I'm, I'm going to say. Excellent. Uh, I've got another French song, this time by Damien Rabitaille, who um, is kind of blowing up a little bit on Twitter these days. Um, everyone in my office is a huge fan of this guy. He's Franco-Ontarian, and I f- was kind of like almost won the Canadian edition of The Voice or something like that. I will confirm this after uh, <laughs> after we play the song. But he's a lot of fun, and he's doing these great um, pandemic solo performance videos on Twitter. So you can check him out. He's at Damien Roby, D-A-M-I-E-N-R-O-B-I, ends in I. Um, and he's doing these great one-man band performances of well-loved songs. Uh, But this is not one of them. This is a full band performance from his 2019 Christmas album. And it is simply called Digga Digga Do.
So that was Digga Digga Do by Damien Rebitaille here on Radio Class Revival. Find him at Damien Rebit on Twitter. He's got some great content. And he is the uh, winner. Hang on. Winner? Am I right? I was just... <laughs> he was a finalist in Ontario Pop. Ah. in competition. And he won a scholarship to attend a one-year program at L'École Nationale de la Chanson in Granby. So... Winning, winning everywhere. That was so fun. It was just like <laughs> tap, tap, tap. What does the title mean? Uh, it's it's just like a you know fun fun with sounds kind of thing. It's okay. Quebec um, traditional music often does this where they just kind of make a bunch of sounds and say them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a that's an example of it. I like it. Yep. Yep. Where are you taking us now? Uh, I am taking you on a journey to a journey. beautiful. What? I was just I was just exclaiming journey. Oh, <laughs> to a beautiful image, which will be created in your head by this song. Um, also, not a traditional Christmas song, but again, a snowy winter song. This is Fleet Foxes with uh. White Winter Hymnal. I was following me, 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 I was following the pack, all swallowed in their coats with scarves of red.
That was Fleet Fox's White Winter Hymnal. Um, just conjures up beautiful images for me of uh, skiing through snow, like cross-country skiing through snow and uh, just wintertime loveliness. That was beautiful. That's one of my favorite Fleet Foxes song. I love those guys. Yeah. I have to confess, I only know two songs by them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would... I would venture to proclaim that if you were to know more than two songs by them, you would like those songs also. Okay. I'll have to check that out. Uh, so I'm going to continue on, a, on this mellow mood we've established. Mm-hmm. And I will turn it even downer a notch um, and share with you uh, the Huron Carol as performed by Bruce Coburn who is a Canadian classic folkie. Uh, this is from his imaginatively titled Christmas album, Christmas, recorded in <laughs> 1983. Um, and that was definitely on the tape deck pretty much nonstop over uh, the holiday season at my parents' place in the 90s. Br- big Bruce Coburn fans there. Mm-hmm. The lyrics to this song were actually written in the 1640s by a Jesuit missionary uh, as he worked to convert the local Huron tribes to Christianity. So he cleverly wrote a Christmas carol in the Huron-Wendat language, which is part of the Iroquoian language family. Uh, So you'll hear Bruce Coburn, a white guy, singing this song in Huron. Uh, And that's, that's about it. See if you feel converted afterwards. Here is Bruce Coburn with the Huron Carol. Shin 
So that was Bruce Coburn with a holiday classic from the 1640s and from my childhood, Jesus Ahotonia or the Huron Carol here on Radio Class Revival Holiday Edition 2020. Wow, I from the 1640s, so like written by the first uh, Europeans in Canada, basically. Well, yeah, among among them, yep. That's really cool. Yep, the Jesuits, given her always. <laughs> what what time did the first Europeans get to Canada? Oh, oh, Jamie. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, to give you an idea, um, Quebec City, I believe, was founded in 1609. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So okay. they've been around for a good amount of time. Uh, let's mm-hmm. see, when did Mr. Champlain visit? <laughs> I mean, oh, Mr. Also- Champlain. <laughs> there are the Viking settlements in... Um, well, right. In Newfoundland. So I don't know yeah. if you want to know that. 980 C, yeah. I believe, is the corrected radiocarbon date on that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, Champlain founded Quebec City in uh, 1608. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I did not realize it was that early, but it makes sense. We go back. Yeah. Well, I don't have any more Christmas songs for us. I, I guess it's time that we go back to um, the bleak reality of holidays and the pandemic. <laughs> Well, I hope that uh, wherever you are and whenever you are listening to this, you will have or did have a good pandemic holiday, despite mm-hmm. everything, um, and that those who you are with are uh, healthy and everyone's eating good food. I echo these sentiments with my whole heart. Mm-hmm. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in and for celebrating the holiday season with us here on Radio Clash Revival. I miss you, Kalea. I miss you too, Jamie. Oh. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.